Why hello everybody and welcome back. It is once again me, your friendly deputy of Movie Deputy Podcast, bringing to you Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah, we have really been building up to this one from the very first Mission Impossible all the way through to this one. And of course, you know there's another one coming, or at least we won't put it did the Divergent series did and never make the second one. But oh, I don't think this one's going to leave us on a cliffhanger like that. So yeah, with Dead Reckoning, uh, where do I even begin with this movie? Now, you're okay, you're gonna think that it sounds so bad, but just wait a minute, just wait a minute, hear me out. Now, mind you, I review my movies from the perspective of a constitutionalist conservative. So, if you don't want to hear any more about what I'm gonna be talking about on this one, it, go ahead and turn it off. I, I don't mind. But if you're interested in the perspective I'm gonna be bringing on this movie, stick around. You may be wondering what I gave it on the score wise, and that typically, if I usually wait till the end, that typically means I gave it a low score. But I need to explain a little bit more stuff with this movie to explain the score that I gave it. Not the store, the score. But with this one, as with all the other Mission Impossibles, I did give this one a guilty rating. This one just... Ugh, where do I begin? It's not bad at all. Don't don't take my size and stuff as being bad. This is probably the most intense of all the Mission Impossible movies to this point. But it's the little things that they worked into this story. Now, this Mission Impossible with Dead Reckoning, it go it does something that we really haven't seen with any of the other ones. It the the enemy that they're fighting in this one is I'm not sure how to put this without it being a spoiler. Hmm. I should give that a little more thought before I started, so my bad on that. It's Basically, an AI is probably the best way to put it without giving too much away. And this AI, as with the AIs that we've seen in science fiction and the stuff that's slowly becoming reality, AI learns and it grows and it changes. And so that's kind of a little bit of what we're seeing here. We see when the movie first starts, like the room goes dark and then the screen lights up and you see a submarine in the Bering Sea. And it's called this, I'm going to totally butcher this name, even though they say it a couple times in the movie Sevastopol. Sevastopol? Sevastopol? It's it, it's just one of those weird names. And <sighs> sorry for my pauses here. It's just I'm trying to think how to really put this movie. Basically the this AI presents a scenario that ends up putting all the people aboard the Sevastopol at and put their lives at stake. And then once that is realized that things really go haywire from there because it's kind of like the whole nuclear option where you can't just like turn on a key and push the button. It's a two-key system with a lot of things like that. And this type of AI with this is also a two-key system. And it's a matter of finding this key and whoever holds this key has the power to control the AI. Only this AI, as it grows and develops, becomes to the point it really can't be controlled. And that's where it really kind of go goes a little bit wonky here with the movie because, okay, we live in a digital age. Everything is digital. I mean, here, I'm on this podcast. This is all a digital format that I'm bringing it to you. We live, I mean, we live on our phones and we have all these TV things. That we, our cars are even have like their own, t some of them have TVs and they're all based in computers. Just everything. But the only hope that they have in this movie 
is to do something that's analog. Now, there's going to be a generation that does not even really understand what analog even is. And that's actually kind of sad that we actually have it. We've come so far with our technology that we've forgotten where we started. Then that's a whole other philosophical question for another day that the movie doesn't really go into. But it's... <sighs> It's, with digital, the enemy is anywhere and nowhere. It's everything and nothing all in one. And that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But on this one, there's just so much action. But even with everything, it's like you were, it's like I was glued to my seat watching this one. I did not get a screener, so I went to see this one in the theater like everybody else. And with, I was just absolutely transfixed to my seat. But what I couldn't get past, though, was, you know, okay, you know, in the other Mission Impossibles and like in James Bond, type movies and these really high intensity save the world type movies usually the getaway cars are these sleek fast jaguars bmws ashton martin ashton martins and just all these really cool cars and then this one is a fiat like i'm not even i'm not even joking this is a little yellow fiat and it's almost comical in it it kind of breaks the seriousness of the story. And honestly, it kind of hurt the story a little bit. This whole movie, they're they're breaking into these little things with having to do with the environment. One of the things that they touch on in the movie is that our next war is not going to be fought on borders. It's going to be fought on clean air, clean water, fresh water, nat our natural resources, things like that. So it's, it's jabbing all that in there. And it's kind of just pushing the whole idea of being green and that we're killing the earth and that all of this other crap. It's like, okay, maybe in small sections, but do you realize how big this planet is? Hopefully a lot of people do. What we do, I mean, like I said, maybe in small areas, highly densely populated areas, we might have some small impact, but as a whole, we are not impacting the planet. Okay, yes, we are having a climate change, but guess what? The climate has been constantly changing since the planet was created. Our climate constantly adjusts up and down. There was a time when the Arctic and the Antarctic were tropical regions of the planet. And guess what? They turned to ice long before humans ever had anything to do with it. So... <laughs> But the, the planet constantly goes through cycles. And so the fact that this is just as like trying to really push this whole idea all the way through it. And then there's just some, just some silliness to this movie that just feels like it doesn't belong. Like I said, the movie itself, the, the concept of the AI being in control, it's referred to as the Dark Messiah, which is kind of really, you can imagine where my brain went with that one. And one of the things it touches on is it's not the killing it enjoys, it's the suffering it causes. The world is changing, the truth is vanishing, and war is coming. And again, that kind of touches back on the whole green stuff. And okay, you know who the main star of this movie is. It's like, I don't even need to mention his name. But you know pretty much where he stands based on a lot of other political crap that goes on in the world. I'm going to come back to the whole thing of like whoever controls the entity controls the truth. Well, it's kind of like whoever controls the media controls the truth because a lot of people just listen to mainstream media sources and they take that just as the fact. They don't want to look into it. They don't want to research it because it's too much work. And if you're one of those, wake up. I'm not even going to be nice about this. Wake the F up. I have to be careful when that works. I don't want my show pulled down. But there is so much more information out there than what mainstream media will ever tell you. <laughs> AI is 
almost on that same verge. It's like, okay, AI learns to a point, but it learns what we feed it. And <laughs> it's just, it's so frustrating. So you're probably wondering the score I gave this. Now, this is one of those movies where I really have to step back on my score because I have the score that if I stick true to the deputy scale, what the score is. And then I have the score that I personally want to give the movie. Now, on a personal level, if I could take all of the political crap out of this one, I would probably be upper mid sixes on this one. On a personal level, I'm in the threes. It's like, if you really wanna see it, wait for it done digital, Blu-ray, etc. But sticking true to the deputy scale, and at times like this, that it's really hard to do, because I have to separate my personal thoughts and feelings from what I was seeing and experiencing in this movie. So, after a very long deliberation back and forth in my own head, now it's not like I'm arguing with myself, but it's like I'm weighing different parts of this movie and I had to go back and watch it again. Cause I'm like, okay, am I, am I overreacting to something? Am I underreacting to something? No, it's just Hollywood shoving the eco crap down our throats basically throughout this movie. Mind you, it's a lot of action. There's a lot of stuff. And the AI part of this story is Honestly, it's really interesting and how they're going about doing this with this key and kind of everything that's happening along with this with all the computer stuff and I'm a tech geek. So it's like I was just enthralled by all that. But ultimately, I did end up giving this movie a 7.0 on the deputy scale. Now you may think, okay, why is she giving it such a high score with it being so... It's because of the parts of the movie that aren't like shoving that stuff. It's the entertaining parts of the movie, which is 90% of the movie. The other stuff is like less than 10% of the entire movie. But if you're paying attention, it's like, I couldn't get it out of my head. I know other people that saw the movie that had the same reaction. They're like, why did they do that? It's like, this movie could have been amazing. This movie could have been the best of all of the Mission Impossible movies so far. I mean, it easily could have stretched into this upper sevens, low eights, had they left a lot of that stuff out, but they're not going to. I mean, this is Hollywood after all. Now, I do want to touch on one thing that, don't worry, it's not a spoiler, but if you watched the making of this movie with the big motorcycle jump and you've been really anticipating that, you're going to have to be on the edge of your seat for a bit because that's not until the end of the movie. Not the very end, but it's like towards the end of the movie on that. And you're just as like, okay, it was building up, building up, building up, building up, building up. And then when it finally happens, it's not maybe the most, it's not what you would expect from the making of. So, oops, I am so sorry, so sorry about that. I thought I had my phone on silent. That's the first time I've ever done that. That's embarrassing. It's going on silent right now. Oh, that's embarrassing. I apologize for that. <laughs> Uh, brain fart at the moment. But yeah, this one, like I said, ultimately I did give it a seven on the deputy scale. Personally, like I said, I would have given it a round a three. And so, I mean, that's going to kind of maybe affect if you want to see this or not. If you're a big fan of the Mission Impossible series, like this is probably one that you'll want to watch. If you're not a big fan of the series, and you're not a big fan of science fiction, and that's kind of where this one goes too, is it's not just the adventure thriller type thing. It's, it's adding in a bit of sci-fi into the Mission Impossible series that we've never seen before. And I actually don't know the date on Dead Reckoning Part 2 yet. I'm assuming it's going to be next year. But as soon as I know, I'll update you guys with that as well. But I hope that this can help with this particular story. Like I said, it is full of adventure. It's very entertaining. And it's definitely a unique concept, which is rare because and there's 
pretty much nothing in Hollywood that's unique anymore. But as we're getting closer and closer to have a functioning AI in the real world, it's kind of interesting that they took this perspective with the movie. So I hope this helped you. If it did, great. Please like and subscribe. If it didn't, I hope you just shut it off just wherever it was or if you're still listening. I thank you for listening at least through to this point. Like I said, I bring a different perspective than that that you might... from what you might expect. I can't. It's just one of those days I just can't talk, so I apologize. But like I said, I hope this helped. And tomorrow we are going to be jumping in with the first of the two movies of Barbara. I hate that hashtag that has gone so viral with that. And I will say one of those movies was a big hit and the other one was a big miss. But you'll have to turn in tomorrow to find out which was which. Till then, bye bye